We're all full of cake. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't drive out here? No, but I'm full of Starbucks pumpkin bread, so that's good. Ooh, nice. Actually, I had a lot. We had a lot of cake this week. It was Sharon's birthday last week, and we bought. Oh. So we were going out to dinner with her her sister and sister's boyfriend and her niece and nephew and nephew's girlfriend. Like, there was like seven of us, and we went to this really nice restaurant. I was like, okay, don't. Let's not. I didn't say this at the restaurant before. Let's not have dessert because I have a big cake and some ice cream at home. And Sharon and I don't like to buy a big cake, right? We like to get, we don't want it in the house. So we get like little cupcakes usually. So in the morning, just for her, for her birthday, we had had little cupcakes and ice cream, right? And then we had this big cake for later. Well, we get to the restaurant and then of course somebody leaks that it's her birthday and they bring her this free giant Marionberry cobbler, which was freaking delicious and all these spoons. Mm. So we end up eating all of that. And then the nephew and his girlfriend are tired, so they don't come over. And by the time we get to the house, we're all tired and nobody wants dessert. And then Sunday morning, everybody left. So we're left with this giant birthday cake, (laughs) which is exactly what we didn't want. But you know what? We ate it and it was delicious. (laughs) Darn. I guess we'll have to eat it. Yep. So I'm not jealous of you, too. I've had plenty of birthday cake for the week. So you enjoy yours. I was actually supposed to pick up a card. I misunderstood the text, but I thought I was supposed to get the cake. So we actually had two cakes. Oh, wow. One of our coworkers has a birthday. And so I'm like, okay, let me gather his friends and see if they want to all get in on this little gift and then um, a cake and all this stuff. Then I was like, oh, uh, Lori, I'll try to get a cake. You wouldn't have time to grab a card, would you? And she says, sure, I could do that. And then she comes in and she's like, there's already cake out there. What's the cake for? (laughs) Oh, that's for Steve. And she's like... You told me to get a cake. I'm like, no, I, I could have sworn I said card. <laughs> so we looked at my text. He's like, oh. <laughs> like that Oops. insurance commercial where you where the, you do the instant replay. You throw the flag and the yeah. referee comes in and shows you the video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's look at the replay. Look at the replay. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys end up eating both cakes? Well, I think yes. it was a good thing there was two cakes because, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they're both half gone. So. Plus, the cake that I got has nuts, and I'm sure there are, like, nut allergies in our office, so Lori's doesn't have nuts. It's all chocolate, so that was that was a good thing. However, we cut that non-nut cake with the same knife that we cut the nut cake. Oh, oops. <laughs> Ooh, I should tell. I, should, you know I what? did I wipe it I... off. I did. I washed it, yeah. I think oh. you're okay. But also, I mean, people with real nut allergies probably wouldn't even be able to be in the same room with the nuts, right? So... I think you're probably fine. Yeah, they know better. Yeah. They know better. They know better. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Don't take the chance. If there's only one knife, you know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. So oh. big uh, big news for Seattle. Oh. oh, wow. What do you guys think? There are mixed reviews. I think it was time. I think it was actually a very good decision. Yeah. Um, I think he was... Um, I have a lot of thoughts about Pete Carroll. I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts before I go on a tirade. Okay, okay. How about you, Laura? Lor? Um, I don't have a lot of opinions. I just know that um, it seems like he's really a genuine and authentic person and, you know, change is hard. Um, uh, and, of course, it feels like, you know, every time somebody steps down, they want to spend more time with their family, you know, all the things. But they said they still want him as an advisor. So I don't know. I feel like it's sad, but, you know, change happens. We see it in this business, you know, overnight. So, yeah, I I think yeah. it's it's sad. And, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. 
I um I really I really really like Pete Carroll. I feel like maybe we could have just had maybe a few more years with him, maybe. But like he said, or uh, he indicated, it's not what the uh, the organization wanted. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you could tell he was emotional about that, too, that he was fighting to really still stay coach. So that's where I'm sad about that wasn't his choice. Like, do mm-hmm. do people do a lot of people really think that he should have stepped down? I'm not sure. I'm not really getting that vibe. I think a lot of people were, were really shocked. I mean, it, it seemed to be, yeah. you know, we've been all waiting for like two months for Bill Belichick to part ways with the Patriots. Mm. But I think yeah. nobody saw the Pete thing coming. Pete. It doesn't. It doesn't. It just doesn't surprise me that much. I feel like he um, he has so much energy. I hate to say, especially for his age, but especially for his age, and yeah. and like you said, he's such a good cheerleader for the team and for people and mm. and for you know the city and and all of that stuff. But I feel like, and I think part of this is because you know I lived in L.A. when he was the coach at USC. He has an arrogance and an ego, and I think. That it kind of goes with the territory when you're in that type of job. You have to have an arrogance and an ego, especially in sports. To you have to believe you're the best in order to be the best, you know. And 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 I think there's a lot to be said for that, for for you know, belief in yourself and all of that kind of stuff. But I also feel like um, Pete didn't have room for anybody else's ego, and I feel like that's a lot of the reason why the Russell Wilson, why Russell Wilson left, why that all went south, was because I think there were a lot of decisions about plays that were being called and schemes that were being run. There were a lot of disagreements, and I think in the end, Pete got more control of the team, and he, I think he has more of a my way or the highway approach. And Russell probably went fine. I'll take the highway. Obviously, it hasn't worked out for Russell Wilson for a lot of reasons, and I feel like. Richard Sherman, I'm just thinking about like the biggest star players who ended up leaving. Yeah. And and I wonder, you know, DK Metcalf has had a lot of problems this year. He's 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 acted out in very weird emotional yeah. ways that he shouldn't have acted out. And uh, you know, I think he's probably frustrated. I think Geno Smith is a a probably a very good good man, like a really just truly good person. But he's not – I just think he's lost a step. He's, he's not of the caliber of some of these other quarterbacks. And I, I suspect that guys like DK were like, you you got to make a change or I'm going to go because he's probably going to be – his rookie contract should be – well, not rookie, but whatever. His contract should be over pretty soon. And so I think that Jody Allen and all the other pe- people just looked at the pieces and they went, we got to invest in the future of the franchise. And I mm-hmm. think Pete was – he just kind of got in his own way. Well, Paul Silvey of King Five, he did say it's a shock, but it's not a surprise. Right. So mm-hmm. it it covers all of us. Yeah, yeah. I, I think too. You know, I've heard, and like you said, he's a great m- motivator of people. He's a great motivator of people who want to be motivated. <laughs> right. Mm. You know the difference. <laughs> wow. Right. And I think that um, I've heard a lot of. Players, not necessarily coaches, but players. I'm thinking of Matthew Stafford um, with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Talk about the the difference 
in age with the new generation of players, the difference in how people communicate, how people mm. act, um, not so much about how they, they work out and their devotion to the game, but how they communicate with these guys that are 22 and 23 versus the guys that are 32 and 33, right? You know, I wonder, too, if, if that's part of it, if if there's if they need someone, I, I hate to say younger, but someone wow. younger, someone closer to the generation of these players. There is um, a difference in how how younger people receive and uh, really take it in uh-huh. nowadays. Lori, I think you've talked to us about that before. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's a different way of seeing things, of, of the way we even, um, I guess, perceptive perception is, yeah. is the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would they be? Millennials? A lot of these players mm-hmm. um, that are or, in there, yeah, or or younger, the or next. Gen Zs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa! And now, it's, I was speaking about ego before. Now, I don't know how much you guys read like sports pages or or sports sports apps, but I'm just overwhelmed by the news about what they call, first of all, high school students, how they're talking about what are the top high school prospects being chosen by colleges, let alone what they call the transfer portal now, where college kids are just switching colleges left and right because they want a better opportunity to play, right? And then you've got name image, NIL name image likeness, where they're actually able to um, get sponsorships and endorsements and stuff now too. And I think that just the people... Now I'm talking about, I mean, you can't go to the NFL till you're like 20, 21, 22 anyway, because your body, they won't take you right, you know, it's Oof. not like basketball where you can go where you're 19, right? They have to wait till your body develops more. But but your mm-hmm. mind hasn't necessarily developed as fast as your body has developed, right? You know They're, what, you're developing head and getting hit. Right. And <laughs> and this, this notion of, um, I just, I know ego is the word that keeps coming out of my mouth, but you're really, if you're told that you are all that in the bag of chips from the time you're 14, by the time you're 20, you don't want to do anything anybody tells you because you know you're the greatest. So why would I listen to a 72-year-old coach who won a Super Bowl 14 years ago? And I think, I think that probably, that's my opinion, is that plays into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting that you said about like college kids just transferring schools just to get a better opportunity with the team and everything. It wasn't Penix, wasn't he from a different school before he went to UW? I believe uh, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't think until this year I've really heard a, a lot of that until until this year, right? Mm-hmm. Before this year, I feel like I, I don't feel like I've heard of, of so many transfers like the way I have been watching some of those college games. I'm but. trying to figure the same thing out. Has it always been going on like that and it's just news now? Or is there a sudden bigger spate of, of these kids? I know kids have always transferred, but it just seems like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. more. And again, I don't know if they're just, mm-hmm. it's same. just newsworthy now or, you know, it's it's weird. And, and the announcers make it. They, they will say it on TV. Yeah, and football. Yeah. And when I say this, I'm separating football from all the other sports. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Back in my day, <laughs> you got yeah. a scholarship. You you went to college on a scholarship, which you were thankful for because of the basis of your ability to play a sport, right? And mm-hmm. I think the same mm-hmm. is true for water polo and swimming and and archery and all the other college sports, right? Except yeah. for football, where now it's like, I hope they're not wasting a scholarship on a kid who doesn't need the money because. He's got an endorsement oh. now, right? I mean, if he's an Instagram star and he's making a million dollars being an Instagram star. I hope to hell he's not taking a scholarship away from a kid who needs it to go to college. Right. But I don't know. I have no idea how that stuff works anymore. 
That's yeah. hard. Most people in the world need need a scholarship anyway, because uh-huh. you know, no matter, no matter what your you know bracket is. I mean, I have to start thinking about this soon. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's the price of a house, maybe a car, each year. Each year, <laughs> damn. Anyway, I do think Pete will coach again. I think he might maybe take a year off and go somewhere else. He'd be great in to the broadcast NFL? booth. Yeah, I do. To the NFL. Yeah. I could totally see him in the broadcast booth. Yeah. He'd, He'd be, be funny. funny. He would be hilarious. <laughs> He'd be like Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. <sighs> and Chris Boomer. Wait, what's his name? Chris. He used to be Boomer. Ah. Oh, Chris Berman? Berman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he used to like just put his voice over over some of the game clips and whenever like they're just tossing the ball and he'd be like whoop whoop (laughs) (laughs) yeah back when sports center first started they were all just so goofy and fun you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) they still are i like the i like when ernie and uh for the basketball um announcers ernie and charles barkley and and shaq and uh, oh gosh, I forgot his other the other guy. But when they're together, it's really funny. Reggie, it's Reggie, Miller? really entertaining. Yes, yes. Yeah. Shaq's funny. Ch- Barkley's funny. He's very. He funny. makes me laugh so yeah. hard. Yeah, he's and he, sometimes great. he's not even trying to be funny, but it's just everybody else is laughing at him on the panel. So right. and he's like, he almost looks offended, which makes it even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that'd be if Pete wants it. I think that'd be a super place for Pete, but. You know, I, I yeah. don't think he's done coaching. I, I think there's someone who will who will hire him. I think so now, too. Now I think that would be sad to see him leave. Like Just knowing he's going to hang around. Else. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I, maybe, maybe. I feel like, you know, I read this somewhere. This is not my own idea, but I agree with it that maybe Jody Allen just said that thing about he's going to be a vice president of blah, 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 just to kind of help him save face a little bit and, and give him an opportunity if he wants it, but knowing full well he wouldn't take it. But I could be wrong. Maybe he'll be like, yeah, I'd love to be, I'd love to sit in an office, you know? I, I just don't see Ooh. it. I don't see Pete as yeah, sitting in the office guy. Now either. You know? <laughs> I see him prowling the sidelines and kayaking to work. It'd be like picturing Bill Belichick in a, a suit and tie instead of a hoodie. I mean, I, no, no or, Ted Lasso. or Ted Lasso. Or Ted Lasso. Right. You know, he doesn't want to be in a suit and tie. He wants to be out there. That's he wants right. to be in there, getting yeah. his hands dirty. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then and then um, Pat McAfee broke up with Aaron Rodgers. Wait, was that you who said that? I said it on Facebook, yeah. This was pretty serious, though. He and Jimmy Kimmel have been having a feud for quite some time. I think, I think ever since COVID. I don't know if it was before COVID, but related to, you know, Aaron Rodgers' opinions on, on things and Jimmy Kimmel's opinions on things. They're both pretty opinionated guys. And they, you know, got a little scrappy with one another. And apparently last week, and frankly, I'm not even sure why this was news, but apparently with the whole Jeffrey Epstein case and some new documentation was coming out or uh, that was purported to be a a list of names or places or whatever of people that may or may not have been involved with Jeffrey Epstein, which I think I'm fairly certain wasn't actually new information. I think it had already been disclosed in like courts and stuff. So it was public, but it was being published or something like that. And Aaron Rodgers has a weekly appearance on the Pat McAfee show. He was always on his podcast, and now that it's televised on ESPN, he was appearing on that too. And I don't know, this is not sports-related, but somehow this list of Jeffrey Epstein's came up on their sports show on ESPN, and uh, he made a joke about, um, gee, uh, you know, Jimmy Kimmel sure hopes, you know, doesn't want that list to come out, intimating that he would be on the list. 
And apparently Kimmel was already subject to threats and intimidation by Aaron Rodgers fans before this. And suddenly it got ramped up and he Mm. had to get extra security and yada, yada, yada. And he threatened a lawsuit. And the following week, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee apologized and said, I'm sorry that happened. That's not what our show is about. And then Jimmy Kimmel went on a tirade on his show um, about Aaron Rodgers. And then the next day, um, Aaron Rodgers was on again and made a non-apology. He did not apologize for anything he said. He just tried to say, well, I wasn't implying that Jimmy was on the list. It was just a joke. And then the next day, um, Uh. Pat McAfee said he's not going to be on our show anymore. (laughs) Wow. So that's pretty huge. I mean, he's a huge guest. He's got to be a huge draw for ESPN, which, remember, is owned Mm -hmm. by Disney, which also owns ABC, which also owns Jimmy Kimmel, right? It's complicated, you know? But Mm -hmm. it's interesting because Aaron Rodgers is such a draw. People love that guy from all over the world and all over the country. And so... That's a pretty brave step, I think, for Pat McAfee to take, to take him off the show. Something really turned me off about Aaron Rodgers, and I, I just wasn't the same anymore. It's what crazy. a drama, though. I know. Yeah. I know. It is, it is a drama. Sorry, Lori. We got all sporty on you. Teachers are diverse, skilled leaders, innovating to prepare students for our fast-changing world. Teaching shapes lives. Are you ready? Explore teaching at teach.org. Supported by the U.S. Department of Education and one million teachers of color. There, there was something that um, Lori and I were talking about yesterday. It's a friend of ours happened to just kind of drop by yesterday. There was a shocker thing that that it happened. Do you want to talk about it, Lori? Do you think it's not appropriate? We don't even um, have to say the person's name. Yeah. I, well, I I think it is appropriate because it was a situation where it appears there might be domestic violence. And I I didn't have like a conversation before then, but the things I heard come out of this person's mouth and I just spoke up. I just said, that's gaslighting. I, I spoke up against it and I didn't know if that was the right thing or, or not to do. It, it is amazing when people get with these people that control them and then they feel stuck. Um, they hate their life. It was really devastating. Anna, what, what would you add to that? Uh, she has said things about her boyfriend that made my red flags go up. But I didn't know, maybe I was thinking, well, maybe that's just, you know, the kind of week they're having or whatever. Then I've heard it a few times. And I think I might have like mentioned some of the instances to you where it would be like, she would say he he just does things and says things that just are very critical of her. And so when she started talking the way she did yesterday, I think that's what broke our hearts. Mm -hmm. Because and she was also in tears, almost in tears. She was like, I got to go because I'm about to cry. And my boyfriend is uh, going to be waiting and I don't want him to wait. So it was like when she said he's done so much for her that she now is indebted to him. Now she has to stay with him. And that was her explanation. She didn't say, because I really like him, because he's just been an awesome person through all the time we've known each other. She didn't say any of that. It's because he spent money on her for mm-hmm. the things she cared about and brought her over to a different county. We use uh, the word isolation. He isolated her. And these yeah. are these are all classic, classic domestic violence signs. Yeah. Are, you, are you guys acquainted with the boyfriend as well? 
No. No. I think the validation made a big Mm -hmm. difference. And it was hard for me to speak up. And I've been through a situation, and I don't talk about it much, but... Um, I felt like I had to say those things. And I think she did appreciate the the validation. But the sad thing is people that are in these kind of situations, do you know that it takes about seven times before a woman can actually get away? Because once they try to get away, they put on that good self, the one they fell in love with. And then they get mired mm-hmm. back in it. And then they start the meanness all over again. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and here's the great thing, like Lori, when she did chime in after she was explaining all these things that were happening, not knowing that she was really letting the stuff out. And Lori was like, you know, this is classic domestic abuse. And this is why. And she was you were listing things. Remember, Lori? Mm-hmm. And and then you said, if you need it, here's what you do. And then I think you gave her a website or, or uh, and podcast about yeah. these things. Yeah, I have um, two podcasts about narcissists. And then the, there's the 800-799-7233. And you can call or you can go on. If you know somebody that's being abused, go and find out how you can help them. Or if you are, they will help you slowly, carefully get away so that you can do it in a safe way. And you think this resonated with her? You think this got through? I don't mean got through. That's just putting a judgment on it. You think that she was in a position to hear it and act on it? I don't think act on it, but I think the validation went a long way. Like instead Mm -hmm. of going, instead of Anna and I going, you need to go out this terrible. We just said, this is pretty classic domestic violence. And when she said, I'm stuck, you know, I said, no, you think you're stuck because of the way you believe, but you Mm -hmm. really aren't. And you can get away and there is help. And I think that's going to have to sit with her for a while because she has guilt. All the stuff that they do, they they just strip you of everything and make you feel beholden and guilty and shameful and unworthy and that nobody would ever have you. You handled it so well. You were very gentle about it. You weren't trying to be pushy about it. You were like, well, no, you're not stuck. You're actually not stuck. Uh, you, you do have this choice and this choice. And, mm-hmm. you know, or, well, you, you even more gentle than that. I'm just, I'm, I'm reflecting on it differently. I think she would think back on this conversation that she had with, with the three of us in that room. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she won't not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. she can't not because now she's, she's revealed it to you. And mm-hmm. as she said it out loud, I think her saying it out loud yeah. made her, and, and maybe seeing maybe our faces, because we might have looked like, Ooh, yeah. you know, right. um, saying it out loud and, you know, might have made her realize, wow, this sounds like it sucks. What I'm saying right now is not a good story. And when she left the room, Lori and I were like looking at each other. We were shocked and we were like bummed. And, and then I, I was like, you know, Lori, if... That was my daughter saying those words and was stuck like that. I would I would have to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, that's when family members can make it worse because um, they'll get in and get in that abuser's face. And what happens is then the abuser takes it out on the person and then the person right. isolates more and won't share. And so if we can validate and let them know, yeah, I, I believe you. I believe he's calling you names or he's saying you did things you didn't do. And that's, you know, there's a word for that called gaslighting. And guess what? There's help for it when you're ready. You know, and just reminding them always there is help. 
And, you know, because a lot of people are like, you just got to get out of there now. Well, that's not often a possibility. And for instance, this person has animals. And so whenever there's kids or animals, it's a whole nother reason that you might stay, which seems weird rather than go. So so if you're in that situation or you know someone, call the hotline, get informed so that you can be supportive and help, helpful. And you don't want to push them, but you want to validate and give them all the information you can. And if you're ever in danger, there is a sign language for domestic abuse. Like if you know the uh, abuser is in the room and you can't say a word about it, uh, let's say you're on a Zoom call or you're out in public, there is a sign language where you hold up your hand and your thumb is in your palm, but all four, the other four fingers are up. And then you cover your thumb with all four fingers. You might just look this up, Google sign language domestic abuse, and that will show you how to make that sign. Some people may recognize it. Hopefully it gets out there so that more people recognize that sign so they could just go straight to 911, police or whoever to to help this person. If someone's Mm. in trouble and it is violence, call 911. Don't try to take care of it yourself. These people who do these things are good at what they do. So get help. If you need to be the advocate and call, do that rather than go in and try to be the one to help. Someone might get mad at you, but uh, you're just trying to help. And someday they'll look back and reflect and know that you're only trying to help not make trouble. Yeah. I have a a quick question. You mentioned this 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 is a person that you've known for a while. Is this the first time that you had ever heard her speak this way about the man? For me, yes. And for me, no. But it it was more of a gripe the -hmm. way she, you know, so I didn't recognize it as this could be a possibly abusive situation, except when she would say she was indebted to him, stuck, Mm -hmm. because he's done this, this, and this. And he's the reason why she's where she's living now, blah, blah, blah. And she doesn't even like where she's living right now. And you could see the control. You could see how he mindful, controlled by helping her. And then so he got her into places where she was away from everyone that she was close to. So he isolated her. And then also she felt like she had to be grateful. So you can see the confusion. And they are the master of that. And that's why we really need help to get out of these situations. And also, if you look up the uh, domestic violence online, there is a clicker. You can disappear it right away if someone comes up behind you so they can't see that you're looking at, you know, because they will monitor your phone, your computer, everything. And and it's so it's it was really we were just stunned because to see someone we know and love in a situation feeling helpless, knowing there's help, but also that takes a big step of courage because there's a lot of you feel embarrassed. I remember for me, it was like, how did I get in this situation? I thought I was smarter than this. Well, they're smart and they know how to do it. And it it took a lot for me to be able to get away. And I remember for me, I said to uh, a mutual friend, I said, well, I guess I'm just going to have to wait till he hits me and I have a bruise. And that's when they realized and recognized. And they said, no, you need to go. And that day was the day I, I took my kids and I got away. Mm-hmm. But it was hard. And that's a whole yeah. other story. I told Anna about it yesterday and her eyes were <laughs> popping out of her head. But because you, you know me and, and you don't realize. Yeah. And plus, I don't talk about it because I didn't want libel or I didn't want him to sue me or all the things they threaten you with. Because after mm-hmm. you get away, they try to stalk you. They try to ruin your life. So, Wow. Well, a prayer for 
power for her to um, mm-hmm. to reach the, whatever yes. decision she needs to make for her and sooner the better. Yeah, and the courage. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. boy, yeah. what a... I'm, I'm grateful to know you guys just because I love you, but <laughs> I'm grateful that, that, that people like you are there and listen and understand and recognize. And um, that is a gift. It may not feel like a gift, but it is a gift to, um, to have that knowledge and be able to share it with somebody and maybe save a life. Yeah. And just to validate Ooh. rather than get, be like, get out of there. Be like, yeah, that's you. You got isolated. You got gaslit. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. she's like, well, that's right. I, I know those words. <laughs> I know those words. Right. Yeah. 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 And they were kind of new in her world, too. Like mm-hmm. she she was starting to like look up that word recently and realizing that's what it is. You mm-hmm. know, so, you know, even though we hear it a lot and everything, some people really don't know some of some of the terms. I mean, not to simplify what's going on, but sometimes it does help, right? So anyway, but I know you guys got to go. I'm so sorry. Thank you guys so much. And happy birthday to Sharon. Happy (laughs) birthday to Steve. But Sharon, enjoy the rest of your Mary and Mary cobbler. And and Steve, all the chocolate cakes that's in the kitchenette. (laughs) I love you guys. Love you too. Love you. You guys are listening to Listen and Learn or Or not. not.